Hello and welcome to the Bariatric Power Couples Podcast. This is Mike. And I'm Ashley. Today we're going to talk about the seminar and leading up to it um, as far as going to the doctors, um, what led us to bariatric surgery. Um, yeah, so it kind of started when like years, so this May will be four years for us for surgery. So several years prior to that, we had tried dieting, we had tried running, exercising, changing our food, we've tried diet pills, and we were successful, but not for very long. So that's when I went to the doctor and I said, I got to figure something out. So my doctor referred me to the uh, bariatric facility, and I was very much against it I didn't really want to go so that's how I was like Mike this is the next option we're gonna if I'm gonna go you're gonna go and you're gonna be my support person and the reason we were kind of against it is we had family and friends who have had um, the weight loss surgeries and they were not successful and we did not know anybody that was successful uh, for that so that's when I drug Mike to the to the seminar and that's when we learned a lot and we realized we were very much candidates at that point. Yeah, um, a lot of the stigma about dieting, I guess, um, we always tried keto, we tried the low carb. Which we were successful, but we gained it right back though. It wasn't very, too much longer. Yeah. We did like a couple rounds of that. Um, you were running like eight miles. Remember when you did that? Yeah, I ran nonstop. And, <laughs> it was uh, like an obsession. Um, I lost a lot of weight. Um, but at the same time, I still didn't feel like myself. Yeah, you didn't feel healthy. And you honestly didn't even really look healthy either. You were just so bare bones. Yeah, I was very, uh, very skinny. Because I don't think your diet changed much. You were just like running and running and running and running. Yeah. While I sat home and cared for the kids, eat potato chips probably. More likely, yeah. That's what you were doing. (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, we went to the seminar, listened to all the jibber jabber that they feed you and your mind's just pretty much overwhelmed and you're like okay is this something that I want to do I've known a lot of people that have had surgery and I'm like I do not want to be like them right Uh, like the knowledge that they presented all made sense I think that was the scary part I was like yep yep and then you kind of connect those dots with those who've had the surgery and you're like Maybe that's why they're not successful. Maybe that's why they're not successful. And then you kind of doubt yourself because at that point, when we were heavier, we didn't have confidence. And so our brains automatically were like, eh, that's not going to work for us. We've tried everything. We've done everything. Yeah, a lot of it's the uh, mindset. Yeah, we walked in with like a sour mindset, but we walked out wanting to be more positive. And I think that was just hard to accept for us. Oh, for sure. We were fueled on negativity. So to go from being negative to 
looking at the positive in things um, is very challenging. Yeah. It, it pushes you to think outside the box. Um, we kind of thought it was a game, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a complete joke because I remember I had to go to the seminar in order to do uh, the year and a half process. And so when Mike went to the seminar, I'm like, you are more of a candidate than I am. So then he signed up just in case he wanted to follow through with it with me. So then when we kind of got home, we kind of discussed like, okay, let's do this. We have nothing else to lose. What are we going to do within a year and a half of our life? We're not changing anything now. So we might as well make these small changes. And so for a whole year and a half, every month we went there, we had a weigh in. They gave us some like nutritional information. We had to take some testing, all sorts of stuff. Like it was a lot of work actually, like every month. Yeah, and I would say like listening to um, the doctors and that and actually implementing what they're telling you before surgery will help out tremendously. I mean, we didn't. We thought, well, we got six, eight months or whatever before surgery. I'm eating whatever I want when I want because you get that mindset that once you have surgery, you can't have any of that stuff again. Oh, yeah. I remember Um, those foods when you're like, what if I can't eat this again? What if my stomach don't accept this? And then you kind of binge eat for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Gain some weight. It's almost worse because you you think I can't ever have a piece of pizza again. Well, yeah, I can have a piece of pizza. Well, after a piece, I'm I'm satisfied. Like, yep, all right. Yeah, you're not eating a whole frozen pizza. You're eating a slice or two and calling it a meal. Yes. Yeah. Um... I think what really hit me was probably the last visit before surgery. And I remember the doctor stating to us that he must have said it five or six times, I think, that he kept saying, this is a tool. This is a tool. If you don't change your life, you won't be successful. You will go back to your same ways. And you will live the life you still are living. But have more side effects because your stomach is smaller. So I guess for me, when I went into surgery, I kind of made a vow to myself, to us, that like, all right, something has to change. And, you know, um, I was going to the gym before surgery and that I think yeah because we so you meet with like a dietitian you meet with like a trainer and you know they give you workouts like start you know start baby steps you know walk for five minutes or start changing your diet you know stop drinking the pop or slowly taking stuff out of your diet so after surgery it's not like you don't hit the brick wall and I would say Mike was way better with the dieting and the exercise more so than I was. I didn't really exercise until, what, a year after the surgery? So, I mean, I didn't really take that serious for a while. Yeah, the food, no, I didn't. Yeah. I That hit me like a ton of bricks after surgery. Yeah. Um, but you were working out when you were before surgery, which, I mean, very small, but I think it was 
it was... I was in and out sporadic. I would go a few times and then like I wouldn't go for a while. Like Right. But you walked in the gym 340 pounds and then you walked in like after surgery and continued to lose the weight. Like that has to have different feels for you for sure. But Oh, for sure. Yeah. After the surgery, it was uh, pretty much game on. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I went in there and I just, I Started did shredding. the stairs. <laughs> no, I didn't shred nothing. Well, I was shredding fat, but yeah. I was on the stairs constantly and I did it every day and it got, it became an obsession to me. Yeah, you know? your food obsession turned into like gym obsession, even though there were small periods of a time that you would go. Yeah. And then, um, so then the food just kind of comes naturally. You really realize what your stomach can and can't handle. And I have to say too, Mike and I having the surgery on the same day. Um, quick story on that is they wheeled him back first. Then he came out alive and they wheeled me back after that. And so we literally had surgery like the same morning on the same day. And we were in the hospital overnight one night, maybe two. I can't remember. One night. One night. And so we were on the opposite side of the the floor. So we had to walk to each other's room. He would take a trip to mine. I would take a trip to his. They would put a protein shake in one of those little kids' medicine cups. And they're like, here, drink this. And you're like, sure. And honestly, we couldn't even drink that. I had no energy. He had way more energy than, than I did. And I guess that's when you really realize, like, oh, shoot. Like, this is, like, for real, for real, you know? Oh, yeah, there was no turning back at that point. Yeah, like, the year and a half of game playing and, like, mind plan and body plan of, like, what are we doing and what are we not doing totally went out the window. Like, that's when it hits you and you really think, all right, lifestyle changes, like, start today, even though they should have started earlier. Yeah, so, I mean, over the time, over the years, I guess it's, it's been a slow process. Um, we're trying to get our kids to eat healthier food. We, on the other hand, we are pretty good um, about eating. We have a good steady diet, but we splurge. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we still eat once in a while. I mean, we'll eat junk. We'll crave something, and we're like, yep, we'll have it. And then we're like... You taste it, and you're kind of good. You're not eating a whole bag of M&Ms or Skittles or a whole cake or three scoops of ice cream like I mean for one we can't our stomachs can't tolerate dairy or like ice cream but it's just more so the quantity you get that taste and your stomach's like yep no more and then that's when you kind of learn you listen to your stomach you don't eat everything on your plate because you like physically can't and that's the one rule we do have with the, our kids too is you don't always have to eat what's on your plate grab smaller portions and grab more when you want because that's used to be kind of our motto. You take what you eat. We grew up like that, but that's honestly not how we are teaching our kids. Yes. Yeah, we always grew up um you never wasted your food. Cheap meals, you easy, eat, cheap. I, yep, and that's what we lived on. Um life got crazy with three kids. Fast food was our sports. Yeah. Yes, we lived on fast food. We yeah. were fast food junkies yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah. And um, now we're kind of at the point where it's like, we it go. makes us sick 
I mean, I look at McDonald's now and it makes me sick. Yeah, like when the kids eat the fries, I'm just like, oh, there's like no flavor in that. But what, like when we go out, we go to some of the bigger chains or like we support local that have more of the real food. I mean, it's more expensive. It's not as convenient as your fast food. Uh, but we still are able to go on dates in order to go and and we budget for that. But fast food was just the convenience. Now we kind of prep meals and and plan ahead. Yeah, a lot of it... Um... Over the years, we've learned is just to take the uh, excuses away. Yes. You know, there was a lot of excuses for a lot of things. And when you start taking those away and and actually working on yourself and not let anyone stop you from becoming who you want to be, that's when you start actually living your life. And we honestly got sick of being fat. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the truth. Like, I was a happy fat guy. I yeah, was. Yeah, we were the humor, funny, like, life of the party, your laugh, like, everything. And I think that's, we didn't really believe that the tool of getting sleeved would actually work for us. Like, we were in very much denial because we ultimately failed at any other diet prior to that. Yeah, so if you ask us, like, what's our diet, we're not going to tell you we have a diet. It's just our lifestyle. Yes. It's, this is how we live now. That's the mindset that we have is I'm not on a diet because most people, if they say they're on a diet, they will fail it. Um, they'll get sick of it and go back to their old ways. Yeah. Now, me, I'll go, I can eat a... You know, like you said, a peanut butter and jelly or something like that. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, that was good. I don't need five of them a day because that's, I mean, it got to that point where I would get a box of donuts, right? Mm -hmm. And, well, there's 12 donuts in that box. And I would try my damnest to eat all 12 of them donuts in a day. And yeah, I'd yeah. go, I'd, I'd, I'd figure it out. I'd figure out when my stomach would let me eat again, and I would start doing it. Slow learners was definitely what we were, but again, we have each other's support, which has helped. Tremendously. Yeah. So we try to spend more of our time doing stuff, not just waiting around for the next meal, um, teaching our kids, being with our kids. Um, being positive influences to our kids and showing our kids that anything is possible. It truly is. You put your mind to it, you can do anything. Right. And I think when you feel your body with different like foods, healthy foods and positivity, like it feels you in a different way than it did before. So what we're eating and how we're changing our mindset really sets us up every morning like for success. We have our bad days, our bad moments. Everybody does. Nobody's perfect. But it does change like your whole body chemistry, like the balance of your entire brain to your stomach. It's just, it's like a package deal. And you have to take it serious. Like you have to really want it. You have to, you have to at some point sit back and say, okay, this is not working. 
we're going to do this and be like super committed and you're not going to be perfect. You're going to mess up. I, four years later, we still mess up. Uh, it, it's all just a learning curve and you just learn your body. Oh, for sure. You uh, listen to your body. Yes. Yes. And once you do, um, when you realize eating good, real food actually fuels your body, it gives you energy. Like, um, And it's not going to happen in one meal. It happens over like a couple days to like a week. And then you're kind of like, okay, yep, you go back to that junk food and you realize your stomach is wanting the healthier foods. But yeah, you, you don't just feel, feel it instantly. You just feel sluggish. Yeah. You can definitely feel sluggish. Like if I eat greasy foods, I feel sluggish. So I'm like... Our brains crave it. Yes. Like our brains have not caught up to what our stomach can and can't have. So when we go out, our brains are like, ooh, mozzarella sticks, french fries, potato skins, or, you know, any of those fried foods, especially when your friends are eating it and they're enjoying it or like the kids get it. But then you just look at it and you're kind of like, all right, think about that feeling last time you had it. You were dying. You were in the bathroom. You were dying. You were, it was coming out one end or the other or something. And that feeling I don't want to have again. So we try to avoid it. Yeah, just learning that. Um, I guess I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Just go for it. Like if yes. you're thinking about getting sleeved and you find the right facility... And a doctor that truly has so much passion for it, like we did. Uh, it's could it is just so life changing. Yes, I'm doing things that I've never thought I could ever do in my life. We've literally spoke in front of doctors. Um, I was totally the shy kid in school. Like I could not stand standing up in front of a classroom. Um, it's just working on things that think hold you back face the fears exactly it's a lot of it is facing your fears and that's what really life's truly about is facing your fears if you're scared of something then you know there's there's something bigger for you yeah and i remember too my primary doctor was like you know this is a good option for you and at that point i probably weighed over 250 260 my highest was 267 and he's like you'll be down under you'll be under 150 if not 140 and i'm thinking you are on crack there is no way that i'm gonna be that skinny like the flabby skin alone and i'm just thinking my doctor's wrong doctors are wrong and then here i am looking back my lowest was 149 and I was just super skinny and bone. So I went from 267 to 149, size 18, busting out of a size 18, to going down to a size 2. And I just would never believe that that was even possible. Like I could even push myself and to follow the tool guidelines to like get to where I wanted to be. Like I still sometimes don't even know how I did it because I just truly thought, for so long that it was impossible. And I think for you being your highest was what? 340? 340. Yeah. So, I mean like, well, that's when I got down to 182. You lose a lot of muscle if you don't 
keep to your workouts right away. So we got down to our lowest and we kind of looked at ourselves and we were like, we look sick. Yeah. It's... We look sick. We didn't look healthy. Like we looked sick, but we were still eating junk food somewhat more. We were eating more junk food than good food still somewhat. I mean, we cut yeah. back, but then we realized like, all right, we got to do something different. And then, um, I decided to start lifting. Ooh, Mike was walking into the gym. Yeah, so Lifted. I started lifting, <laughs> and that was a huge fear for me because I always looked at the lifting stuff, and I was like, there's no way I'm doing it. Yeah. There's no way I'm doing it. That's for one embarrassing. You don't know what you're doing. You still feel, Your body still feels like you're 340 pounds, even though you're not. And... Or, like, my body thought I was 267, so I just thought I would be, like, the star show. Everybody's watching me, videotaping me, putting me on TikToks about all the don'ts, you know, what to do at the gym. And it's just that anxiety piece of being that bigger person. And it just doesn't go away until you just start it and you do it. And then once you believe, like, you know what you're doing in the gym... Because chances are we're still doing stuff wrong, and we've been oh, doing for it for sure. several years now. But at the same time, it's better than nothing. Exactly, and that's the mindset that we got when you we started start lifting. Somewhere. When we started lifting, was I'm doing something. I might not be doing it right, but I'm working some kind of muscle. Yeah, you know, and that's the mindset I got. I mean, I never looked in the mirror honestly like the mirrors were there like i didn't i didn't and now care look at you you're like completely obsessed with watching your muscles grow like in the mirror like that's part of your experience at the gym oh for sure it's like an excitement now yeah it's like an adrenaline rush just just knowing that it is possible to get muscle again like to look muscular did you ever think you would ever like be obsessed with the gym or like be lifting or no honestly no i only went there just to not get big not again to eat. you avoided like nighttime eating and that's yeah. when you kind of started like i'm just going to the gym i'm going to the gym yep and i'd start going to the gym and then i'd get done and i'm like and i would get done and i'd come home and i'd eat again and i'm like why did i do that yeah. i'm like i literally just went to the gym for no reason and then I started realizing, like, all right, okay, eating after the gym is fine, but you got to eat good food to fuel your body, to grow muscle, and um, and that's kind of the journey we're on. We're trying to build muscle and, you know, look the way we want to look. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm back up to a size six, I think, just from gaining more fat and gaining more muscle, but I feel way better. I didn't feel good when I was a size two, 149 pounds. Right now I'm 165. So I feel okay with that. I feel good. I feel I look good, which is super hard to say. But when you're just that skin and bones, as much as you crave it and you want it when you're just obese and you're just like skinny, 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 it's you get to that point and you're like, no, no, this is not what I want either. So then you find that balance without overdoing it and going back to your old ways, but also like, what do you need to do to maintain the weight that you want? Yeah. 
the maintaining part gets to be the hard part because once you get on that roll losing the weight and that like you got to keep it going um a lot of people just have the surgery and they go home eat with their food and lose weight well yeah you're gonna lose weight yeah your metabolism's super high because you were feeding it who knows how many calories a day seven eight thousand a day i i mean who I, I couldn't even imagine how many calories i was eating in a day i don't even want to know i mean i actually would but it was a lot but going from that and then learning all right to keep your metabolism up it needs a fuel source so you need to feed it so you know starving yourself all day and thinking you're going to eat once a day yeah, you might not gain too much weight, but you're not going to gain what you want. And that's the confidence into turning yourself into a fat-burning machine. And that's kind of what we did. We kind of turned ourselves into athletes. Yeah, and that's crazy that you say the word athlete too, because I, I was never an athlete in school. I didn't do any sports. And to say I'm an athlete now, I would agree, because I go to the gym, I... I take care of my body. I, I, you know, I do things in an athletic way and it just kind of hits you. It just like hit me that even though I am an athlete, I, I used to be super obese and sometimes I feel like, nope, I can't be an athlete. There's no possible way I could be an athlete. Like, what are you doing? And then you have to just like recheck that in your head. Oh, for sure. It's the... Like, we check each other, we check that, ourselves. It's that demon in your head trying to convince you that you're not. And you gotta just yeah. keep telling yourself, yeah, yeah, I am. And there's nothing that's gonna stop me. And it feels weird. Doesn't it feel weird to be like, alright, I'm sexy, I'm hot, I'm looking good, I feel good, I'm an athlete. Oh, for sure. Like, I... I mean, obviously... That's literally one of the top three hardest things for me is I'm still trying to accept a compliment oh oh for sure especially me because i mean we'll post pictures i'm sure oh, you'll yeah. see us but i mean my teeth were janky they were <laughs> horrible i had no comp i had teeth missing at one point like it was bad like that's how bad i <laughs> and did i found not... that apparently sexy at that point i mean i don't know but you're way hotter now of course you're getting yourself. You're hotter because your confidence is is higher too. Oh, for sure. But you worked your butt off for that. I have. Oh yeah. We we both worked very hard to get to where we're at, at this point. So then, I guess we decided to start a new adventure, which is this podcast. And we're like, what can we do to help people? Like we just want to help people live their best lives, and you know, try to encourage them not to give up because giving up is is by far the worst thing you can do. Yeah, and we so you hear about people doing the surgery or um you know dieting or lifestyle changes together but I don't know if we've ever heard of a couple that has gone through the sleeve surgery as we have. So We've had a lot of family and friends and their friends and family reach out to us and talk to us about the surgeries, the do's and the don'ts and where to go and, and like our journey. So we've shared our journey with a lot of individuals, whether they're males or females or seeked us out both as a couple 
So that's where we decided like, all right, everything we're doing is for ourselves right now, but we also want to spread the joy that we have in our life from getting the surgery. And that's where we came up with this podcast. Have we done this before? No. Have I listened to podcasts? I probably have listened to like three podcasts in my entire life. When Mike's like, let's do this, I'm like, I should probably listen to something first. And so this is what we're doing. This is our journey. We are not afraid to start it and keep going. And if it helps just one person out, we've done great. And we probably will never know if that's that happens. But we also know sharing our story is important for us. Oh, for sure. The success part of it. Like the real, like authentic, like raw, like the stuff that goes wrong, goes wrong. But there's also success at the end. So we're not here just to talk about always like good things. Like there's, there'll be conversations of, of the not so good things. But you need to hear that. You need to be aware of that. You oh yeah, because to... it all you ain't it all ain't perfect. Like it's not gonna be. It's a it's a process. It's a bumpy ride. You just gotta know with a negative there will come a positive. Yes. And that's what you gotta take from it, and you you learn from it, and the and then you'll learn that you're going to grow as a person. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um. There's been a lot of things in our lives that we regret. Um. We've, there's been a lot of changes from our atmosphere to, to choices of friends, to, uh, the choices that we make with our kids, how we're parenting, our marriage, how, like the lifestyle that we live just within our home, just the very much, of positive changes that it just all stems from the growth that we had since our surgery, that confidence, like just truly believing yourself and knowing that you are your number one person and that's all that matters. Yes. And, and so I don't know where we would be if we didn't have surgery. Yeah, I don't and know it, either. I would probably be 450 by now, I would imagine. To be honest with you, I would have gotten bigger, I would think. Especially I mean, through the winter seasons. Yeah, we always gain some weight and then lose it over summer. But it is like if you have anything to take away from today, it is just believing in the journey and believing in yourself. And if it's okay to fail, if you tried it and if you fail, that's okay. Find something else that works for you. This yep. tool worked for Mike and I, and we're doing this together. And there's never an end of the road. Like there has to be something. If you really want it, you're going to find a way. You're going to make it work. Yep. Otherwise you'll just make excuses. Yes. And that's what we did. We took the excuses out. We started taking all the excuses out. We don't even have a TV that works in our house. <laughs> if that tells you anything. So yes. if you think about taking excuses, we got rid of cable. We lived on the thing. Yeah. I could care we, too less about a TV. We took it out of the bedroom. So we wouldn't, uh, the TV out of the bedroom. So we wouldn't watch it before bed and just get out of bed. And then it turned into just like literally not even being able to afford it. And now it's to the point where, like, yeah, our kids are a little bit bored with no, like, live TV. But at the end of the day, we just listen to music on it. And we don't watch the news. We don't watch all that. We don't really know what's going on in the world because it is mostly negativity when you watch TV. So kind of an Amish living in a way. But 
it's more it's, it's more peaceful. It is. It it's, is. It's, you eliminate all that toxic stuff. Yes, and then you realize, all right, what 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 is the purpose of life? Yeah. And honestly, that's like it was the, food for us. <laughs> oh, for sure. But the huge key for us was, all right, what what do, what example do I want to show for my kids? Because at the end of the day, they're they're learning from us. And I don't want our kid, we don't want our kids to go down the path that me and Ashley went down. Like, yeah. Honestly, that's what it came down to. And like, we want to be the tools that they already know and can use before they hit to obesity. Cause there's all kinds of data that shows, you know, obesity parents with obesity kids and all this stuff. And so we just, uh, I don't want to say we necessarily believe that because our kids are super athletic, but life changes when you get older, when they get married, when they have kids, when they're, you know, college kids or anything like that. And so if they have the tools they need now and it's successful for Mike and I, then it's chances are it could be successful for them eating the right foods, quantities of, of their sweet treats, you know, um, and it's all baby steps. Every day is a learning day. Do we still treat our kids to McDonald's? Yes, we do. They're still kids. Uh, but we... We try to push them in the right direction. And do they let... like it? No. No, they <laughs> right hate... Right now, they, they, they don't They hate like us it. telling them that. Like, you know, McDonald's is so horrible for you. Well, our college kid is super into nutrition and uh, knows all that stuff. Uh, he, he's he's an athlete, and he appreciates it now, and he educates us. But our younger two that are still within the house, they kind of hate dinner sometimes. But, you know, there are other options, so we try to be mindful of... Of what they like and what they don't like. We don't force them to eat fish because they don't like it. But we also will just have chicken or something instead. So, Yeah, it's basically just giving them a little bit healthier option than what they used to have. Yeah. Like you I know, slurred and bought make... the cereal for one of our kids. And she just ate a massive bowl of it. And I look and I'm just thinking, I can just not, I can just not buy the Fruity Pebbles again. Well, she yeah, she had, like, she had like four <laughs> bowls in one. It was supposed to be a shared box, not a box for herself. But then I'm like, I look at her and she's a twig she as is. it is anyway. So I'm like, all right, it's not doing too much now. But then my mind goes to, well, over time, you keep I was feel, the, you know, I was shoving the, it in there. Yeah. It'll catch up eventually. I was the cereal eater in the morning and before bed. So it, my mindset says, oh boy, you know, it's like my own history of cereal hits me when she eats cereal. Yeah. I guess that was the point of my story there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of super off track, but that's okay. We love, we love talking about, about everything, but. Well, yeah, so, we'll get better, I'm yes. sure, over time. So, it's a process, just like everything else. Yeah, so if you're inspired or you you need something to kind of get going, call your doctor. Make that make that call and maybe explore the option of um, bariatric surgery. There's multiple kinds of surgeries. Your doctor will talk to you about which one's better for your lifestyle and, and go from there. It doesn't hurt to go the investment of your time or the the money that it costs you 
uh, that can always be a challenge too. But again, you find a way. You might not be able to get surgery tomorrow, but maybe in two years from now, and the two years will come way sooner than, than you think. So just go for it. Go for something. Yes, for sure. Do I would say don't let the money stop you. Like, yeah, we have our um, struggles, and you know we've it's cost us a lot of money to get the surgeries we had, but yeah, we're still paying for it, but we're thankful for what we have out of it now. Like it, it, what we have out of it now is worth more than what we spent on that surgery. Yes. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Find your support person, drag them along and, and just gain the knowledge and see if it's for you. And it might not be for you. That's for the professional to figure out. And that's for you to, to kind of puzzle together if, if you're going to be committed or not. But just go for whatever you're, whatever you need to do to become a better version of yourself. Love yourself. Give yourself grace. And for kind. sure. Definitely find your support person. That's like 100%. And you will find, you will find people that will totally be against you and they will try to bring you down and then you will start realizing like me and Ashley did that these people are not my people anymore and they're good people they're just not our people yes yes Yes. there's still good there's good people out there it's just you know jealousy and that people will we changed Uh, our image changed so other people changed and yes we've changed internally too a little bit but we're we're just the same people we just have a different outlook in life and changes are hard for people changes were hard for us and so we get that sometimes the same people that were in your circle were you know are not in your circle anymore and you just have to accept that along the way um that's that's another big conversation and topic too so, yeah, if you guys have questions or um, concerns or email us at bariatricpowercouple at gmail.com. Like us on our Facebook page. Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Yes, and we're on um, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, all of them, I think. So, we're you can find us anywhere. Yes. Uh have a good day and hopefully the sunshine is out and get some get some sun and some laughter and a little bit of love and stay positive yes all right have a good day thank you